We're all a little uh, rusty. I gotta catch a glimpse of these warlocks. Temperature rising, vision blurring, rage taking over. You shall not pass! I feel like I'm taking crazy pills! I thought my jokes were bad. That was awesome! <laughs> yes! What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Comic Shop Couch. Been a long time. A long, long time. Long time. We've been on a hiatus for a while. We had a lot of stuff going on in our personal lives, and we just didn't have the time. But now we do. Stupid herpes. (laughs) (laughs) That was Marco for all you ladies or men. He's got the herp. So I am Joe President, and here with me. Superior Raw. Dickie Wren. Tim. Tim with the herps. All right. Tim herps. That's Marco. I'm Tim. Timmy herps. Timmy herps. So to be back... It feels good. Does it feel good? Let's not, get in this week. Let's not, not talk herbs. about being well, I back, do like guys. We, we're, we're, we're back every episode. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome oh, back. Oh, shit. Welcome that's kind of gold, Dre. That was the only song that was in that movie that wasn't score. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Because we've been gone for a long time, I think we are just going to talk about stuff at any given moment, any given time, just to get back into the vibe. We still have too many turn-ons. But we did see Ant-Man. Let's just jump into the deep end. Raw, what do you think? I liked it. I enjoyed the movie. It was uh, kind of the same movies you get for Marvel nowadays. And I think people are starting to put complaints in, but are putting in the wrong complaints about this movie. I liked it for what it was. I don't like the Star Wars comparisons, but I enjoyed it. It was a good movie. I gave it a six. Dickie, what did you think? I loved it. It was just being immersed in a world of someone else's creation, I guess, is why I've enjoyed it. It was probably 80% visual storytelling, which is fine. And it was obviously funny. Paul Rudd and everybody else. Bill Murray showing up out of nowhere was awesome. I knew he was casted in the movie, but it wasn't like a throwaway role. It 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 was cool for what it was. Like, he got in, had his time. It was cool. I just forgot he was in it. And yeah. all of a sudden he was, he was there. I was like, oh, yeah, Bill Murray's here. He's been in some hot water as of late also. So. Yeah, his uh, personality is coming out. And it sounds like Bill Murray is kind of a shitty Like Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. No, 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 no. Not as bad as Chevy because he was goating people on set. And Bill che- Murray isn't that kind of guy. Yeah, Chevy Chase is a straight up like racist. Racist. Kind of racist. Yeah. racist. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Tim, Tim Herpy. <laughs> um, what did you like? Timmy Herps. I liked the uh, the matchup with Ant Man and and Kang. That was, oh yeah, he went toe to toe. Well, I'm I'm gonna go around. You are going around. So what? Just right this round. Don't you criticize the way I do my stuff? If he well, wants to talk about the Kang fight, let him talk about the Kang fight. That's on <laughs> round three. <laughs> <laughs> you already said we're gonna be freestyling, man. Yeah, you can't make the rules hey, as you go along. There's some rules to this chaos. Rules to this freestyle. If, I don't know the rules. In this, can't talk about anything gay. <laughs> In this universe, I am he who is left <laughs> alone. <laughs> left all the Joe Perez's. They all like the chaos. I control it. He who's left behind. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, 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 I know where we're at. Those okay. must be kept. I got three words, guys. Cool. I liked it. Yeah. Okay. You like most so, of these things. Yeah. You never really walked away hating any of them. Get get back to me when we're in round three. Yep. Yep. So <laughs> controlled chaos. I I liked it too. And me and Raw were texting earlier about this because I I went into it hearing all the hate on it. So I thought, okay, I'm not gonna like it. I went out of it going, I, don't I think, really enjoyed it. I don't think any of the stuff that you hear before going into a movie, anything like bad, is going to deter your like for it because you love this stuff. I feel like it helps because I got I go in with a low expectation. I always go with a low expectation. I feel I like I feel the crowd helps me and who I'm with. Who'd you see it with this time? I saw it with my son. Okay. And I saw it with boring. <laughs> and I saw it with people who you could tell a crowd who is just casual. I'm gonna go see this movie because or a crowd that is like, I like Marvel. Wait, but let's and be honest. Like Ant Man isn't like top tier. Right, right. And the movie was good for what it was. And the people who went and enjoyed it 
enjoyed it because they like Ant-Man movies and not just because it was Marvel, but also because Paul Rudd is an entertaining guy. Mm-hmm. And I would argue Paul Rudd is top tier. Michelle Pfeiffer is top tier. Michael yeah. Douglas is top yes. tier. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this, oh, speaking of that, Michelle Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer was awesome. I, in my head, I was like, that woman, she's a knockout and it's not like, she's just, she's just got a movie star face mm-hmm. and, and her acting ability, you forget that she is really good and she's done you know, she's Catwoman and she's been in like multitude crazy of stuff, you know, a range. And when she was scared of Kang, I, mm-hmm. I was just looking at her going, I forgot about her and how much she just makes you just like looking at her and hearing what she says. Um, well, let me say the best thing about this movie was Jonathan Majors as Kang. I, I, th- I agree. Who I stole agree. the show. I guess so all around. I, I very much enjoyed it. I do not agree with any of the criticisms I I, oh, I don't I don't agree with any of the other, only criticisms I I didn't like was people were comparing it to Star Wars and I was like, this is way off. Like I think in terms of the world building. Yeah, I know the world but but I'm saying like I, even the characters like the inhabitants, like it was very alien and all that and I get that part. But there wasn't a bunch of you know, it was a bunch of the same ships running around, so that's not very Star Wars. You get a very stylistic thing with Star Wars. So my whole thing of them comparing it to Star Wars, I was like Please take several seats. See, right. I didn't hear that. I just heard people didn't like. They were saying it was boring. They were I saying I get that because they have to explain what's going so on. I didn't. I was also because it's a, it's a visual. Like I said, it's a visual yeah. movie. You have to be into the visuals. But I, I, I would I think still don't think if you weren't in the visuals, like it wasn't boring to me. And how do you get mad at exposition in Marvel movies? That's the whole reason we go. I heard to the heavy exposition. Is, I'm like, oh. it wasn't. I'll say it wasn't as heavy as exposition. For, for one of the most heaviest <laughs> movies that they had was was Eternals. That was the most heavy handed with the you know explaining and what's going on. But I guess that doesn't movie, bother me. I mean, yeah, it does it because again, we read this stuff and we're interested in seeing how it visually happens on screen. So right, because we read comic books and comic books is exposition, just yeah. dialogue. So mm-hmm. I guess that stuff doesn't bother me. There's something I want to say to those critics: drink the ooze, <laughs> <laughs> drink the ooze, and you'll understand. All right, <laughs> going into chaos. How hard? I, I guess I laughed really hard at. <laughs> Darren, <laughs> I got hold oh, no. guy, and at the end when they were doing their their, you know who was storm the, the bridge? Them, right? Who was that? Who was that? The, the, the one of the guys from the uh from the heist group, the one I who was talking about uh Baba Yaga. I forget his name. Yeah, that I forget his name. That's what. Yeah, Baba that was Yaga? Him. Yeah. Oh, so they snuck in one of the guys. I which I, that. Yeah, I, hey, yeah, you forgot about Michael the crew. Pena? Yeah, Wait, you forgot oh, about the crew, didn't you? That's the one disappointing about? thing that I missed. From this movie, that his none of his crew was in this movie, and I was like, "Damn!" So it was just a straight up family flick. Uh, <laughs> I, was like, I did see it wasn't until now. Okay, so if there was one thing that I wish they could have had in it, yeah, I did. Yeah, Michael his Pena, Ti, really, like, Ti, his his crew from Who's the first crew? two movies. From the Paul first Rudd, two movies. From the first two movies. Oh, <laughs> his friend, okay. Okay. you know when he was like explaining, like, "Yeah, this gotcha." All right, thank you. So that guy, the Jello, yeah. when I saw him running. Any scene he was running. Any yeah, I was cracking up so hard. And like at he, the very end when the stakes were their highest, he's out in front of the army just waving his arm. <laughs> he was like, oh, we're gonna get him. But nobody was even talking or anything. It was just him waving his arm. Nobody was yelling. <laughs> oh, and our guy from the good place, the mind reader. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I know who it is. Cheaty. Yes. Cheaty, yes. Great. I, I thought there was a plot hole where they went and they came back to Earth. And there's no time elapsed. But that was only when Paul Rudd in Endgame, he wasn't in that that universe. He was still in the subatomic space kind of floating around because yeah. they passed through that, through that to get to where they were. Mm-hmm. But so, Michelle Pfeiffer got them home. Right. She calculated it to Did go she? back. Yeah, she's the one who manipulated the ball. Yeah. Okay. So and then sent that, them back home. Was that the reason why they didn't lose any time? Correct. Okay. I would imagine, yeah. I, I thought that King, King kept saying you can you get you can go back at any point. Okay, okay. I thought because when they said we should be dead, they passed through where Paul Rudd was floating for that five hours. Subatomica. Yes, okay. passed that into the because universe it's that they toxic were toxic and all that. That's how Hank almost died. In the, uh, the right, yeah. right, because he was like none of this was here before, mm-hmm. but they crashed through that. So I thought that was just another barrier where the time didn't matter. I like them going a little bit into what the quantum realm is because it is based off of 
real mathematics, the realm of possibility. Right. For anyone that wants to explore that a little bit more, look up the double slit experiment on YouTube. I think I watched a video like that last night. That'll start getting your mind a little in sync with what's well, happened. Well, that and the multiverse period. You know, double slits are always good. It's all <laughs> it's, it's all wild, wild thinking and oh, extraordinary that, oh, thought. Oh, oh, wrong video. All right. <laughs> so keep it clean, guys. Right. <laughs> I enjoyed this Kang. There wasn't a thing I didn't like, Modoc. Let's talk about Modoc <laughs> Raw because you said you didn't like how they did the character. I didn't like how they made him kind of the butt of the jokes. But isn't and, in his own show on Hulu he is a joke? That's because that's a comedy. Yeah. And haven't you seen him in like any Avenger cartoon where he's been taken as a serious threat? I've never really cared for Modoc. Well, he was so a serious just, threat in the first act. I yeah, just uh, to, to a degree, and then, everyone was scared of him in, in yeah. the quantum realm. And then as soon as he were like revealed his face to who he was, he was a joke at that point. And he got treated as a joke. I like, I was like, oh. I mean, but he is, I don't know. I don't know enough about Modoc where I had my feelings hurt by what they did. I just was like, oh, okay. But that's my personal thing. I just never cared about Modoc. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, was honest, was, I don't care about him, but if he should have been treated better in my okay, opinion. So but if you're going to have two villains from in your it, history, right? you think they could have, did more. Okay. Yeah. But I do believe at the end that was a piece of the character because he does have like, you know, being the way he, he is, he's subconscious of how he looks and whatnot. He's, yeah. He's uh, a low self-esteem yeah. probably. And it was like, I'm glad I went on as Avenger. I don't like how they made you that a didn't? joke at the end, but it was kind of like, you he, should, did, he, you sh- he turned and then it, you know, it, it, it basically was flat to me at that point. You so. should, you thought Scott should have showed a little bit more compassion and yeah. been like, yes, you are an Avenger. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, I had no problem with the way the scene was because I just saw that, like, how he tried to kill his daughter. Yeah. I would be like, ain't getting any compassion for me. That's how I felt it was coming off of. So that's why I laugh when he was like, at least I get to die an Avenger, and he's touching, and then his hand went down to his, like, Yeah, I feel like when somebody's dying, that's an unnecessary way to joke. Okay. To me, anyway. All right, so it didn't hit with you. It hit with me, Dickie. I loved it. Yeah? Mark. Yeah, uh, Darren's a dick. Timmy. Yes. Oh, my God. And that's such a true thing. It's never too late to stop being a dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that I laughed. That that got me. Yeah, I'm yeah. not a you, dick. You redeem yourself. I'm not a dick. Yet, <laughs> it's never too late. I mean, he really dick. was just a dick. That was his superpower. Yeah. Yeah, he's just, a, just one of those super those humans that are like, you're a dick. <laughs> Darren, you're smart, but you're a dick. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, but to me, Modoc's character has actually like ran shit. You know what okay. I'm saying? But he was a fucking flunky in this. So it was I, like. Well, <laughs> when King came out and dude started talking and he flung him yeah. and said, You don't you, speak. You don't speak when I'm in a room. I was like, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. Guys, this guy's the real deal. That's what I'd be going like. I love Jonathan Major so much. I can't wait for him in Creed. Him in. What is Heart that? Michael B. Jordan? That Western. Heart oh, of uh, Heart, yeah. Heart of Refall. Heart of They Fall. Heart of They Fall. Oh, God. He won me over in that movie. Mm-hmm. I... Not even... Oh, you didn't watch the HBO show that he had. No, I didn't. You should have. Great. He he sold me as king. He sold me as someone that Michelle Pfeiffer could be like, I'm scared. Everyone is scared. Lovecraft Country. And he's a conqueror. And this is just one variant of him. Tim. 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 Live a lot. Live a lot. Tim. Was he good? That's... That was... I was, I was gonna ask that. I which I one? Think he, so, he who remains? No. Was he oh. holding the other ones back? I was. Th- I'm glad you did that because I was laying in bed last night and I was they, thinking about this. They killed he who remains in Loki, mm-hmm. and they killed this guy, and then these two being dead are what releases the rest of them. Mm-hmm. So did our heroes? He make came poor back, and he's crying. And there's so many times he's like, "Who's Kang? Someone I have to be." And I was like, that's a loaded answer. And then he's showing emotion. And yes, he's got the anger and stuff, and he's willing to kill people. So it doesn't necessarily make him good, but he's probably going and justifies means. And I think what they did with Paul Rudd at the end, yep. him freaking out going. That was so great. Wait, mm-hmm. did we do the right wait, thing? Because he goes. It's probably fine. He goes, I, and then what? I win. I need to win. I need mm-hmm. to win. You don't understand how this ends. 
if you had a chance to see time, wouldn't you fast forward to the end? And he sees it and goes, I must prevent that. So it made me think, Tim, <laughs> that I was like, maybe he is good. And maybe he got sent there because the rest of the Kings. Well, that, were like, that's debunked because Michelle Pfeiffer seen into his mind and knew that he wasn't shit. So he's seen into his mind about what he needed to do, what he has done. But also he's a variant of Kane. So I got that. She was seen into the variants minds, Kane's of like what happened in the multiverse. No, that was his mind because his mind was specifically linked to the church. To the, yes. To, but that involved a multiversal war that he was a part of. Yeah, and there's because no of all the stuff that he came into contact with and what he experienced and what he's done. She didn't say that I didn't experience. I experienced what his thoughts was, not everybody else's thoughts. Right. And he said, this is who I must be. So yes, I'm saying, is he, Yes, you can be a monster. To answer your question, is he good or was he a necessary evil? No, he Stop the bigger evil. And if if it was such a big threat, why didn't she say anything about it when she got out of the realm in the first goddamn place? That's another thing about the story that bothers me. But I know why you have to have the movie. She, I don't think she would have said anything because she explained it. She just said well, she just got out of there. She got she out of there and she, it was a war going on when she left. And when she left... They totally took over. So what was keeping them from becoming what Kang had done to the place? She, she was like, what, what, it, it didn't take long after she left for him to take over. So I don't think and she you see, anticipated Bill, ever going back. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, that. because of, if you got out, would you anticipate going back? Well, no, no I'm like, I'm out. No, no, and no, that's and that answers that. That's, that's why, why she wouldn't say anything. But, uh, but again, everybody's asking her about it. Like, hey, why won't you talk about this? And you know that people eventually are going to go and poke their nose at shit. And you eventually are going to have to go back, which what is exactly what happened? And, because and, the movie had to happen. Well, so maybe you, you treat it like you treat a veteran. You don't poke and prod about what they saw over there. And guess what? You do. You go send their ass to a psychiatrist because guess what you're not going to be dealing with them acting a fool in the house or you're going to send them over to some again some crazy house where you're not going to be dealing with that because who wants to be deal with that ptsd i i just think that's the reason why she just didn't do it she didn't have ptsd to go see anybody about it she no she like, had ptsd because she wasn't going to explain anything like hope the entire time while she was out was asking her like mom what happened in there she was poking the pride and kept asking and then it got to a point where she was like you know what I'm not going to ask. Anymore. I like the veteran comparison because I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. So I'm not going to talk about it because it's something that I don't want to think about or relive. Mm -hmm. She was moving on, going into becoming her better self in the future. Which so. ended up still ended up having sure. to go back. Regardless. She started explaining when she had to. She, yeah, but when you have to, that's regardless, ridiculous. That shouldn't have to happen in these stories nowadays. It should have been written a little bit better. I that didn't was, bother me. Yep. I it sounds like a Ray problem like that. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> it it didn't it didn't bother me. I wasn't thinking about that at all. I just was like My thing is is that if you have a universal threat that you know can threaten your family, you know you were part of that war before you left, regardless you're not gonna tell everybody a hundred percent of what happened, wouldn't you have told them that Kang is a problem, but I'm not gonna get into it because he's not a problem right now. But that added to the story. And yes, you are right, because it she got there and she saw the effects of her yeah, of her mistake. Yeah, there you go. And even like her freedom fighter, Bill Murray, was like, "You left." Yeah. What would you expect me to do? I yeah. lost my partner in the war. What do you think was going to happen? And it came around full circle at the end when she apologized for not doing this and this, and then she told it was all part of the story. So yeah. I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was an issue. I thought it was I, an issue. I, I didn't think it was. A they problem. would never would have made it to the quantum realm if she would have said something. If she would have said something to. It, no, eventually it would have because even her not saying anything, Casey was still poking that's into what it I, herself. That's what I mean. If she would have said something to Casey or the family that they're building a beacon, then she wouldn't have built that beacon. But who's to say if they would have did something different, if they would have told her the difference? I don't know. It just sounds like we're in the what if version of that's the whole point of having conversations is to have those conversations man that's why we bring these questions up that's why we have a podcast that's what we i think if she brings it up beforehand she never makes a device and we don't have a movie then we don't have conflict and we don't ever meet these characters i doubt that because they eventually kang being a genius for what he is he's gonna eventually i gotta find a way to get out i think they because you said kang's a genius he wasn't the only kang so yeah so, so let's talk about that at the end the Kangs, the, the council, the council of Kangs sent him to a place where they know he can never get out and he can never get out without help from the outside. Now, did they send him there because they couldn't kill him? 
That was that. Guy. I think they sent him there because they, I don't think they want to kill. The whole reason they were upset was because he, he was, was killed. killed. Yes. So now they're going after the Avengers. Right. Oh, I. So thought... maybe they just don't want to kill their own, and they only wanted to exile him. I, I mean, you have. Uh, I I would say like for you really want to kill yourself though. Mm-hmm. Well, when so, you really so, think about it in hindsight, do you? So here's spoiler. So we're talking was. about spoilers. So at the end, the mid credit scene, we see all the Kangs in all the multiverse. And this is taken directly out of the comics, like almost exactly scene for scene. You see Immortus, who Immortus is the guy with the big long hat. Okay. He's very pulpy. He was Kang, but the version of Kang that has lived through everything is the oldest version of Kang. There is. There mm-hmm. is. And he has come... Immortus in the comics is, he's not a conqueror. He looks at himself when he was young of the king, the conqueror of like, that was foolishness. You know, just a wise king. So he calls himself Immortus and he just governs his self, his self to make sure that they don't destroy existence. existence. So he's just like the master. It's like yourselves meeting all your variants. And then you meet one that's like, hey, I'm the oldest of you. I've lived through every single possible thing you will ever do. I am going to tell you what is going to happen. Okay. Can I ask some questions? Yeah. There is only one King the Conqueror. Is that correct? Or are there... Yes, there's different Kangs that call themselves different things. Okay. But Kang the Conqueror, the Kang that is like, I want to go out and I just want to conquer world after world after world. And this in Ant-Man was not Kang the Conqueror. He was. I thought he sure? was until the end of this movie. That's kind of where I was going. I was thinking that this actually wasn't Kang the Conqueror. Mm-hmm. And was a different variant. I don't know. This is interesting because I'm thinking King the Conqueror is the King that Loki is going to be going up against. Now they said that that might not happen. It might be a King playing as a TVA agent that could push their story along. And that could be a variant with inside the TVA, with inside him doing yeah, that. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, again, uh, so, so, layers upon layers. Yeah. <laughs> so what I think the MCU is going for is taking the Kang right out of the comics, but putting their twist on it. So maybe that was Kang the Conqueror and he was killed. And now all the Kangs are assembling going, this world, we need to destroy it because they killed. I don't think this world. This this universe. This universe. Or, or is it just this universe, or are they going after all Avengers? I don't think they are going after all multiverse Avengers. I so you think, think they're going after this, our, our, our prime, multiverse. whatever Earth I, this yeah, is? Yeah, I think our universe is how DC portrays their universe mm-hmm. as this is the number one universe because everything happens here. Yeah. This is the epicenter of all the universe and the multiverse, period. Like, you take this one out, everything unravels. So maybe they found If that's out. how Marvel's doing 616. So we have the Council of Kings. It's an arena of Kings. It is Kings in every universe possible. And they're getting together and they're going to the Earth that we know. And they want to eliminate the Avengers because they killed Kang the Conqueror. Which could and be the story. He remains. And he who remains. But that was in a different timeline. Doesn't no, matter. He, he, that was in a new timeline that was created when Loki left, right? When Loki left, he who remains got to a point where he hasn't seen it before. And that was... The branching off point. That was the branching off point. But everything up until then has always happened. Been consistent. Okay. And he who remained just kind of let it happen just because he is like, I want to I'm happened. done. I'm done with this. And so now you have that, and then you maybe have King the Conqueror. Maybe he really is dead. And I'm he- thinking it was him. I mean, just based on what everything he said about killing the Avengers, I mean, that sounds like that would be the King the Conqueror, and this was his demise, which is going to unleash something. Right. King but we don't know else. if he got killed or not. That's because he was you know, folded right. into You're that right. little energy. and shit. He could be flung out in a time and figure out a way to get back. Who knows? Right. I it- think he was killed because the other king said he was dead. Yeah, okay. So we're trying to figure out that people are thinking that Scarlet Centurion was uh, another, another very bird, old king. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I what <laughs> I geeked out on was Ramatut, the Egyptian king. Yeah. That king, instead of going to multiverse, he went back in time to Egypt times and took over Egypt and made himself pharaoh at the same time when Apocalypse was born okay. and wanted Apocalypse to become his heir mm. and is a direct result of Apocalypse's origins. Mm-hmm. So when I saw him, I was was like oh it's one step further to the x-men to the x-men mm-hmm. 
So that's why I was geeking out. I was like, Ramatut went back and there. And the Fantastic Four, because that's when the Fantastic yes. Four first met Kang. Yes. He went back in time, took over, like, Ozymandias. You remember him, the stone guy who was Apocalypse's, like, servant? Mm-mm. Okay. I well, continue. <laughs> yeah, so Ramatut basically forced him out because Ozymandias was the rightful pharaoh, made him his servant, ruled over Egypt until the Fantastic Four came and kicked, and the Avengers back in time kicked his butt. Then he had to go back into the time stream. But at the same time, before that happened, he found Apocalypse when he was like a teenager, a young man, and was trying to recruit him to be his heir, rejected him. So Ramatut put him in prison and made him work on the pyramids. At the slit. Yes, and then that's when he unleashed his mutant power and became Apocalypse and set forward his mentality of like I will Only never, the strongest I will never be weak again. So is that what King Dynasty is going to be? I don't know. You said Fantastic Four and the Avengers mm-hmm. go back in time. Possibly is Fantastic Four. Does that come out before King Dynasty? Does it? I don't think so. I got to look at the schedule again. That would be tight. Yeah. So that's why I was geeking. But we're but, not getting any X-Men for quite some time, though. So. No. No, Feige said at least 2026. Damn. Yeah. So, I don't know. Back to Ant-Man. There's so many things I enjoyed about it. I did not find, like I said, I, I guess this is round three where I enjoyed it. I felt the humor was spot on. Yeah. I felt the story was fine for me. I enjoyed seeing all the actors. And for me, what made the movie was Kang. I want to see more of Kang. I feel like this is the true starting point, like they said, of the next phase of Marvel. So I'm interested to see where we're going. I gave it 9 out of 10 couch cushions. And the reason why I'm not giving it 10 out of 10 is there's... Some, no, there's some <laughs> there's some work with like uh some CG that I think they could have spent more money on. Really now? Yeah. Talking about the CG budget now? We're talking Yeah, yeah. Around what when? I think they could have done better on Modoc's face. Oh, you're talking about like the bigness of it or No, just the way it looked. Like I, think, <laughs> I like the mask. I think I they could have cool. did better on Modoc's face, and there was some of it that I was like and usually I kind of glaze over that. This, I was like, oh, okay, they could have maybe spent a little bit more money on texture. That's nitpicking for me. But other than that, the visuals were fine throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah. Like the story, I did, I, I just was, uh, and now. Because you see it at certain points, like like let's say you get multiple watches, and you'll be like, oh, I can see like, yeah, we're in the middle of the that's, movie. That's was, where I am in with mm-hmm. Love and Thunder. That's where I, pro- so when it, Love and Thunder came out, I was like, yeah, team, team Love and Thunder. As I sit now, it's, it's been months out. I've rewatched it. I'm like, okay, I can relate to the people that are like, this is just comedy. And but I want, but and who I want again more, directed it? Right. But, it, but we I mean, understand that. I understand that if I'm watching a Taika Waititi movie, yes. I'm going to get my comedy because he is a comedic director. Right. But I feel like now I'm like, okay, he could have maybe had, you know, we're diverging, uh, digressing. But, no, no, no. Uh, we're saying well, because that's consistent with what they're saying about Ant-Man now, which we don't agree with. Right. That's what they're yeah. saying Ant-Man now. And I totally don't agree with yeah. that. The tone of Ant-Man's comedy was exactly the tone of Ant-Man's comedy for yep. its characters. Yep. And most of the jokes were off of Paul Rudd or Casey. Everybody else was a serious character doing what they needed to do. I'm just glad King didn't have any, like, in-your-face jokes. No. And he, um, and he shouldn't because he is a threat. But, like, I could go back now. You have Taika Ratiti, but he Done. understood the ground in Ragnarok. Yeah. Where, to me, that was damn and that's near why, a perfect And movie. that's why I think with... Love and Thunder, they gave him free reign. Yes. And you got to, again, you can't, like, even with Patty Jenkins, with Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. too. You got to rein some of these people back, man. Like, this is why I, some of this stuff, in your eyes, and from whatever, you know, the critics are saying, this is why those movies failed. You let these directors, when they had the first movie, it turned out great. But then you let them have free reign over the movie. It's like, this is what happens. Well, I would <laughs> expect someone, I would have someone reining me in if I got free reign of, like, Batman. Yeah. I'd like to think like, I would, Joe, I'd Joe, like to think I would make the best. We can't have eight villains in this movie. Pick two. I I like <laughs> to think I would make the best Batman movie there ever was, but I would also have someone going, "Okay, now let's see how we can make this accessible to everyone and not just the person that reads comic books and affordable on our budget." <laughs> well, right. Like, for me to like I've yet to see a Batman that has everything anticipated as good as visually presented in Sherlock Holmes, the Guy Ritchie movies. Mm-hmm. I've yet to see Batman like that. Yeah. And I want to see Batman like that. Yeah. 
because he's like that in the Batman Begins was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome, but it was getting there. And then it became a Christopher Nolan. Yeah, but yeah, when the movie. Batman, the detective and noir of him, they're getting to that. So we're getting I hope so. I mean, it's the okay. first, it's a, it is the first two year Batman though, but still, but back to Batman. All right. For me, I give it an eight out of 10. And Ooh, because eight? Be, went yeah. down a grade? Nine? You said nine. Oh, you said a nine Did at first, nine? player? Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> nine out of 10. <laughs> Well, no, maybe I give it an eight out of ten because oh, oh, we get the realism from Joe. Because Shit. I miss twenty twenty three for to be interesting. <laughs> I miss what you just said only because of his crew was so awesome mm-hmm. that I would have loved to have seen him in there. You know what? Nine out of ten. <laughs> All right, raw. God damn it! Stick to your script, <laughs> raw. Uh, again, I gave it a six. It was to me visually it was a great movie. Kang made the movie. He was the standout character in this movie. Again, Michelle Pfeiffer, Michael Douglas, Lily, they're all great actors, but I felt like they were just along for the ride, as usual, because it's Paul Rudd's movie. And Casey, another breakout star, being that she can be either Stature or Stinger with the Young Avengers. I don't know. Oh, oh, I thought you read those books. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, uh, other than that, yeah, I gave it a six because it was, to me, it's the same cookie-cutter Marvel movies that we've been getting for the last couple years, which is fine because we got to build up to the next phase of the next Avengers movies, and that's what I understand, so... That's what I get, but it's not a terrible movie. Not as what these critics are making it out to be. If you enjoy these movies like we enjoy these movies, we enjoy them. But I am going to keep grading each and every one of them, even for Marvel or DC, in the true fashion of what it should be. What would have made it an 8 or 9 in your eyes? If they would have made MODOK more of a threat, which he didn't feel like a threat at all to me. He felt like he was just a joke, and he felt like he was just put out there to, hey, go run this errand for me, and if you you know succeed, come back and be rewarded but he didn't even get a rewarded for some of the stuff that he was doing he's the one who sucked him into the realm in the first place because he got the signal kang didn't do that other than that you know the writing i felt like with michael douglas character michelle pfeiffer's character and the, the wasp that they were kind of just there and it's supposed to be ant-man and the wasp but the wasp isn't really a solidified character in any of these movies other than the second one but i felt like she kind of got shafted in this movie and it's supposed to be her movie too I didn't see it that way. Dicky. I gave it 8 out of 10. Like I said, it was visually really good. I saw it in 3D. I don't know if you guys I saw it in that. 3D. Fantastic. Uh, I just, yeah, I enjoyed being in that world a lot. As far as MODOK, he was a total badass until he ran into people he knew. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? That's like, usually how it goes. But like you said, he's the one who pulled him into that world. Everybody there that already lived there was scared to death of him. I didn't think he was a joke. I think he was a real person who was living in a world where he didn't know a single being. (laughs) He didn't know anybody from where he was from. And then all of a sudden the people that sent him there show up (laughs) and he goes to pieces. Yeah. It's a normal character to me, I guess. Yeah. That was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Paul Rudd. I love Paul Rudd. Michelle Pfeiffer, Michael Douglas, all of them. Is there anything that you wanted more of? Mm, that what no, I wanted it. I don't know. I mean, I it's no only idea. two more points. Maybe if Wolverine showed up for some reason, <laughs> it would have made it a 10, but it, it was just a Marvel movie. I don't know what people expect from these movies anymore, that before we even get to see them on opening night, people are already pissed about them. That's what I'm having a problem no, with. No, people who review them are usually the ones who get to go see them first. It's, people are going off of other people's reviews, and I think that's the error But it has what's been going like, on. I think there's a trend and a trope right now. That's where... been going on since last year. Since Phase 4 has started, that has been the trend. Right. Ever since the end of the first major movies, which was Endgame. Infinity War and Endgame, it's been a downhill, and people, oh, it's, it's fatigue, it's, it's superhero fatigue. No, it's not. People who love these movies like us are like, bring on the rest of this shit. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, it's, a, it's a trend and a trope that's happening where the hate from what DC used to get before anything was put out, I'm starting to see in comments and all over social media, it's starting to flip the script on Marvel. So I'm going, wow, okay, like people are just like... The go-to answer of the reviewers and people who claim to see the movie before the rest of America gets to see it are saying, it's meh. Marvel doesn't know where it's going. It's not as good as Endgame. It's not as good as Avengers. It's it's kind of like... I, I've had this conversation with my older brother, and he even said that about Phase 4. He was like, it seems like Marvel doesn't seem... And you know he's a, he's a big movie dude like we are. So it's just movies in general for him. So he's like, it seems like to me that Marvel doesn't know exactly what it wants to do at the moment. And I was like, well, that and maybe number two is that they're developing their characters, the ones who are coming into the, to the fold now. I don't see why that's 
even relevant into so it, okay you don't see where it's going and this is not just him like everyone right. why else. do you want to see where it's going because like, people want to see a road well then <laughs> the peop- then those people like, have issues the every movie? time they go to a movie because they're yeah. gonna they're gonna be destroyed by whatever expectations they have to begin with i don't think it's expectations i think it's what they're i think it's what, exactly what, expectations. no no it's not expectations it's what makes sense in a lot of these movies for us anyway makes sense but a lot of people who don't go to movies for you know the entertainment of watching movies. Don't go for entertainment. They go to judge this shit now. They're not and, going and to that, be. I don't agree with that. Yeah, I, just, I don't agree with that either. Yeah. That's what. I'm, that's the point I'm trying to make. Is yeah. we go to enjoy this shit. I, They're going to complain about this shit. Raw. <laughs> our points. Our points are aligned. This is I what I'm saying. I don't know what it's, we're talking about anymore. <laughs> I think it's a trope and a trend just to throw shade at this, just because it's a, it's. It, I I was talking to Marco, who's not here right now. Um, earlier, <laughs> I'm not a sports guy. We got Timmy Herps. <laughs> I got. I'm not a sports guy, but Timmy I Herps enjoy watch. Deck. I enjoy watching certain games. I'm surrounded by people who live and breathe and die sports. Yeah, never would it enter my character to be like to them. Go well. This sucks because it's not X, Y, and Z. I'm just not a fan. Mm-hmm. And I understand that about myself where I don't understand the whole universe of it. So I just go, it's not for me. Yeah, I can see how you love it. This doesn't make sense to me, but I'm not going to go out and say, well, you know what? The NBA doesn't know what they're doing. But so you also, also have to understand that there are people who actually go and judge movies constantly who do, you know, have YouTube channels. They get all this funding. And- well, it's also meant for money and clicks yeah. and stuff. So that's the, and, that's, and that's another point. What I'm saying is, is that, with even those people who are, you know, who, you know, pretty much like, hey, I love Marvel movies. And they go in there now. They're starting to see, like, how I'm starting to see that it's, this is the, the, the ongoing trend of the movies that we've been getting from Marvel Disney. They're starting to get a little bit repetitive. And I understand where they're coming but from with that. that also could be subject to the person. Because I just don't agree with what you saw, what I saw with Ant-Man. Now, but there's some movies that we have agreed. And then, like, Marco, who Marco who's not here, it, it was like, no, well, that movie sucked. And no, we're no, like, yeah. what? Because, no, he's a, you he, know. because he's an everyman guy. And that's why he's on this show. And the reason why these people go out and have a job critiquing movies all the time is because they've watched a lot of movies but it doesn't so i give it an eight out of (laughs) ten but i i I, and we're gonna get to we're gonna get to little timmy here okay but i don't think that because i tend to like this stuff does not negate whether it's true or not or authentic well it's true to you because that's what you care about and And that's what it really dominates down to is what what do you really care about and you're not gonna let outside forces deter you from loving what you love correct but it's putting it out there saying that because i tend to like stuff more than the others i'm not as authentic as someone who doesn't give a shit i think it's actually the reverse because like i said i'm not gonna go into someone else's world when i don't completely understand that world and go well you know what because i don't watch this a lot i can take an objective view and say hey but that's the problem with the internet you got people with voices that don't need them. But, but, yeah, and so I'm not going to do that. Yeah, but you're a respectable so, person who understands that. So, right. And that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So many of these knob shines come out here <laughs> and go, you know what? I really don't just give a shit about movies, but I'm going to go watch this movie. But because I don't give a shit about it. Yeah. But we got, I'm going to give you, you guys, a truthful. You guys brought your talking review. hats today. <laughs> yep. Anyway, I we digress. That's, that'd be going on this forever. Right but let Tim get some words in. All right, little Timmy. First Timmy off, Herbs. Right? What did you think of Ant-Man oh, and let, Batman? Let, let the everyman get and his every, voice. And everything else you've seen in the last 10 years. Uh, <laughs> What's your opinion? So, uh, I Timmy, give, let's I give, hear it. I give the story a five. <laughs> little Timmy, Kang. I hate you. <laughs> Kang and Michelle Pfeiffer are a five, and when you add them together, that's a ten. <laughs> but then... But then the wasp had short hair. <laughs> so I got a deduct two from that. Red and eight. <laughs> I'm sorry to every person that loves short hair, or if you have short hair, you, you rock. You rock my personal taste. I don't like short hair. So I tend to agree with little Timmy here. But you, okay. You leave the pixie cut hair women alone. Hey, you, hey, you be you. <laughs> just just tell me to go fuck off, Joe. <laughs> all right, go ahead, Timmy. Uh, so I give it an eight. It, this movie was all about Kang to me, mm-hmm. and I got a lot of Kang, and it was freaking Better fantastic. than getting a little bit of Thanos at the end of the yeah, damn uh, Avengers. And <laughs> then I went and watched it. <laughs> I watched Loki. I, I watched all the Kang parts of Loki again and just went, wow, 
this is going to be quite the ride. I don't know if this was King the Conquer. I don't know, but give me all the King you got. I will drink the ooze. I'll I will keep drink going. the ooze. Uh, as far as, you know, to me, which, what you guys were talking about, it's all about how the movie made you feel. The movie made you feel great. It should, it, and it made you feel like, is this a nine? It should be a nine. Or a ten? It should be a ten. But I go back, I think of, I watched Iron Man, the very first one that came out. Wow, that was a 10. That was amazing. But then you go back, you know, you fast forward 10 years from there, and then you get the Avengers. And I go, that's a 10. Now I got something to compare my ratings to. So maybe Iron Man was a 9 in in retrospect when I compare it to. <laughs> that That's, hey, time to wrap up, Timmy. Mark was at the door. <laughs> oh, okay. No, 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 no. I don't know what that Sorry. is. Go ahead. That was my phone. Go ahead. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it, little Tim. You're right. Maybe we've also been spoon-fed deliciousness, orgasmic movies that now anything else is like, oh, oh man. Yeah. What I want to say is I got, what'd you call it, hero fatigue? Yeah. Whatever. I started feeling that. And I started saying I was so excited for the Madness movie. Uh, Multiverse, Multiverse Madness. Of Madness. And I went in there and I came out really, really disappointed because my expectations of who was in it and what I was thinking about it was like, wow, that just didn't live up to... Well, they live up to the name, I'll well, say here, that. Here's something wrong. <laughs> Maybe, but was it a good movie? I don't know. I, I, I don't it. know what other people thought, but I, I came out of there just feeling like... Again, this is another part of Phase uh, 4 that people was like, again, sure. how you felt. They didn't really like the movie. Yeah. And, but it was all a... There wasn't a lot of multiverse for that movie anyway. To me, it was like, eh, it can go either way. But I gave it a 7, so... I can't remember what I gave it, but looking back on it now, I haven't watched it again. I think I watched just the Bruce Campbell parts. <laughs> so, but that's me being a Bruce Campbell fan, and I was like, that could probably could have been better. Not necessarily saying it's a bad movie. If someone could have watched it and been like, that was awesome. Right. But for me, I was like, okay. Spider-Man No Way Home was eleven. Right. Yeah. And they didn't go anywhere. Yeah, but they <laughs> what they were what they did with. Again, I'm not complaining about what what happened, but it was still a good movie. I gave it a I gave it a nine. God damn it, that's a ten, right? (laughs) Avengers a ten. I feel to me, I got to compare my other ratings to what a ten is. Mm -hmm. Look at what we're giving tens and elevens to. The more characters in it, the actors that can deliver in it, uh, a a villain that is like, you know, like okay, I guess more of that. I don't know. And again, what I'm telling you with the whole everybody's complaining about phase four is that people who are actually putting in actual complaints, you guys are complaining about your buildup for your next best shit. Guess what? There's a road to this. Kevin Feige put the road out there for you. Here it is. Like, this is what's going to happen. And we might change the trajectory of our target. But at the end of the day, we're targeting towards this shit. So, look, man, we're not going to disappoint you any more than what we are disappointing you. But understand that not everything's going to hit. Well, that was Ant-Man, guys. <laughs> I'm glad to be back. We're all a little uh, rusty. Two-minute right. turn-ons? Yeah, sounds good. My two-minute right. turn-on is The Last of Us. <sighs> I think I was going to say my, The Last of Us. Let's just join well, yeah, together you guys in, could our, do in our two-minute turn-on. You guys could do it together. It has, all right. The, the greatest thing about The Last of Us is it's got the exact feel of the video game. Kinda this is the time here. where we take two minutes to tell you what has been turning <laughs> us on. Little Timmy. Now we know how Timmy got the herps. I just put my finger on his lips. Gingerly. <laughs> oh, well, that felt good. This is the time where we take two minutes to tell you what's been turning us on. Our two-minute turn-ons. President, Little Timmy, go. What has been turning us on? It is The Last of Us. Yes, that it's is been The Last of Us. HBO Max right now. It's released every Sunday night at 9 p.m., I am a avid video game player. It is a game that I played, I don't know, back in how long it came out. 2006. That's ah, that's a lie. A little long ago. I know. Regardless of when it came it's out. It's been multiple remasters, though. It is a game of characters and uh, character development, action, and fungi zombie. I, yeah, yeah, the fungus among us. I, I love it. I, I played a little bit of the game. And I always meant to get back into it, but other games have just crept way into my world. So when this is coming out, I like Pedro Pascal. Him being in it, I was like, all right, you got me. And Mandy and I have been watching it, and she has been into it. An HBO Max thing, this is the next big thing for HBO. Other than Dragons? Yeah, I think it's going to probably do better than... (laughs) I think it's going to do better than... Don't say that. (laughs) So I agree with you. I, I can't... I think about it during the week. I love it. It's character driven. And like the first episode was very, uh, what I remember with the car and it, 
I just love how accurate it is towards the game and how they extend off of it. And it's not just in your face, zombie-ish type of show. It takes me back a little bit to the first season of Walking Dead. Yes. Where I thought it, the same thing it too. Wasn't, it's not insanity. It's all story-based. It's all story-driven. You care about the characters. Like I felt like I did the first Walking Dead mm-hmm. cast. I really care about the characters now. I, I know and what happens. I feel the same the way. Like, me and Mandy, I did not get to the game where... Spoilers, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Cover your, your Muffet. Uh, dude, it's been out forever. Um, You're not spoiling anything. <laughs> Sam, was his name Sam and the brother? And Henry? Yeah, that was heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. They it, was, the guy. it was heartbreaking, yeah. and Mandy and I were heartbroken, and I was like, that's some good, that's some good, uh, that's some good around the campfire storytelling. Well, uh, a lot of people who are enjoying the show are saying that that part when they're in Kansas City is a part that wasn't part of it. Kansas City with Bill and Frank? Yeah. No, 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 no. Not Bill. I'm talking about with with the lady trying to run around killing everybody. Oh, that wasn't a part I of the game. I don't care. I know you. That was, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it people, was people awesome. didn't like that, but yeah. I don't get it. I, I think anything made to be better, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it just was good. It just was good. Yeah. I don't know if she was or not, but it, it drove the story of the reason why. No, I'm uh, saying she wasn't because uh, I'm yeah. watching it with you guys. So. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> um, and then I don't remember the Brill and Frank episode that was, was my favorite episode. That's, should... not, that's not how he died in the game, but I'm cool with how they did it. That was awesome. Did yeah. you guys notice that uh, Ron Swanson was back in Home Depot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got that right away when he goes, when the whole world ended, he opened the door and he was like, mm. yeah. and he did that Ron Swanson mm-hmm. smile. And then I was like, where is it going? He went to Home Depot, and me and Mandy just started cracking yeah. up. I'm just thinking about him pushing the car going, I know more than you. And then walking <laughs> away. <laughs> that was a nice, I don't know if that was a meant, like uh, an Easter egg purposely done, but it, it was cool. All right, so. That wraps up our two-minute turn Yeah, two-minute turn on The Last of Us, The Fungus Among Us. Enjoy it. Dicky. your two-minute turn on. The television series Shrinking. Uh, I, Apple I call it shrinkage. <laughs> well, that's, that's can I? That, can I? Just a disgusting Joe. All right, enter <laughs> president. I am sabotaging. This is Dickie's and president's two minute turn on. <laughs> you did do two minute turn on with me. I did, Give and it I'm not going. I'm, I'm. This is multiversing. Uh, <laughs> shrinkage, amazing. Mm-hmm. I tell Mandy it's my like third, <laughs> third like dream job. Mm-hmm. So go ahead, continue. <laughs> Well, no, you please go ahead. Oh, how good is freaking Harrison? Okay, so Harrison Ford. What's his face? Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> uh, they're all counselors, and it is done by the amazing Bill Lawrence, another guy who just puts the wheelhouse of everything and just makes you love characters and so much heart into this freaking show. It's a, it's a it's a show. And that was my two minute. Turn no, on. no, we we'll continue. Continue go. There's so no, much to was, say to it. it. <laughs> well, I just I enjoy it. What do you What do you enjoy about it? The same things you do, Joe. <laughs> it's so good, guys. Oh, Joe, watch the hijack. It. it is. It's like, I mean, it's Ted Lasso, Scrubs, Spin City. You know, Cougar Town. All, all this stuff that has just great chemistry. Shrinking, designed around Jason Siegel, who's a father who lost his wife in a car accident, and he's a shrink, and he works with Harrison Ford, and I forget the other actress's name. She's amazing. They're shrinks, too, and they all have their own stuff, and they're just kind of figuring out this change of life, and it just it just works. It's funny. It's heartfelt, and you go into it going, what the hell is going on? But it's just, it's just so good. Mm-hmm. I knew I was going to love it when Jason Siegel is on the downward spiral and he's biking into work mm-hmm. and he comes across that group of bicyclists and they're like, move over or something. And very happily he goes, suck my dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 he just uh, he delivered it. Like we just were rolling. I was like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. And he's just such a goofiest. He's not goofy. He's just, um, Quirky father, and even the actor has PTSD from being a Marine. Guys, watch Shrinking. It's on Apple Plus. I call it Shrinkage. And <laughs> that was my two-minute turn on. <laughs> it was. I'm sorry, Dickie. Ray, you better find one Ray, that you can mesh with I'm Joe I'm coming. 
<laughs> Joe don't watch what I watch. All right. Oh, fucking anime. <laughs> no, it's not going to be anime. Two deep fucking shows. No, I got some good ones. Uh, Velma. You watching Velma? No. Dude. Dude. Goddamn. Velma. <laughs> Is nuts. Yeah. You watch it? I started to. Ah, shit. You're watching shit. Cool, man. All right. So is this uh, a Marco and Rob? You only watch one episode. Minutes? I'm bad in anything. Yep. <laughs> All you need to get through the press. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. All right. It's uh, Velma and it is Poker Face. Uh, Ryan oh, Johnson. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Are you caught up? I did it. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. How good is Poker Face? Oh, man. It's funny. I like it. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. Uh, she, <laughs> Miss Leon has been perfect for this show. What is her name? I can't remember her first name. I, I know her know. last name is Leon. <laughs> you guys might might know Natasha. her. Natasha. Natasha. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Ha ha. <laughs> I want to see the American Pie movies, but yeah, she's done a she, shit ton since then. She was, so uh, she was, she was Russian Doll. Yes. Uh-huh. yes. That was a good show, too. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. All right. Uh, poker face. Every episode is a mystery. She is a lady that is a human lie detector. She's got a supernatural ability to know when someone is lying. And Even it inter- when they're saying it. Yes. It can interconnects every episode. And she's been a great character. Fantastic. There has been a slew of actors on this. That's what show. does it for me. Yeah, uh, as, the, as all the cameos that guys are coming through. We had Tim Meadows. And I was going to say, did you see the Tim <laughs> yeah, Meadows one? Exit stage death. Yes, I watched that. Oh, <laughs> man. He's, even we can't, when he's we can't ruin it for Dickie. He, hasn't watched, he only watched two episodes. Even when only... Tim Meadows is delivering serious lines, I'm just cracking up. <laughs> when he was yelling at her. <laughs> Those two ladies, which got beat in the living room. Yeah. The two old ladies who were like the oh, terrorists. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was laughing at that when she stabbed him in the thigh. And she's oh, like, shit. I'm motherfucker. When the lady who couldn't walk did what she had to do to get the she she wanted to get to, I was like, this was deep. This was yeah. a deep episode. Yeah. <laughs> this is a super deep cut. But uh, yeah, those are my two minute turn ons: Poker Face and Velma. Velma. You should tell us about Velma. All right, All Velma, right. Right. a reimagining of the Scooby Doo without Scooby. I didn't think I was gonna like it. It was a over the top comedy for most animation. Most animation is over the top, which is fine with me because you know. Sometimes visually, sometimes those things can be funny or they could just, sometimes it's not hitting or landing. It's also was catching some flack and some heat. Who does the voice of uh, oh, Velma? Oh, Mindy Kaling. Thank you. <laughs> I knew that. I just wanted you to say that. <laughs> yes, Mindy Kaling is uh, the star of the show and she puts in a pretty good comedic role for this show. So if you enjoy animation, it is not in the same breath as the Harley Quinn show. The Harley Quinn show is on a whole nother level on its own. But if you're hearing all this hate over Velma, stop listening to all this hate, man. Go watch for yourself and figure out what you like and stop letting people judge your mind and shit. Cool. All right. It's rated R. Rated R anime. Oh, that's cool. Anybody want to add anything? What we're looking forward next time? I'm looking forward to Shazam next Mm. month. The Flash. Flash, oh man. We'll oh yeah, yeah, that. yeah. The flash. Yeah. Cool. And then in May we have Guardians. That's gonna be sad. Nah. Yeah, it's gonna be sad. Yeah, we lose a raccoon. It's okay. We Do we wanna take bets if Star Lord hooks up with Nebula? No. No. <laughs> that isn't, was funny. Isn't she, have you seen the last the trailer? Yeah. Yeah. Trailer. She's still alive, right? She's in the universe. She's just yeah, not did with you them. see the last trailer? I'm talking about Gamora. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The last tra- oh, you must not have seen the last. No, nah, nah, I stay away from trailers until I go see oh. the movies. Now, oh. Nebula was the right choice, though. Oh, oh okay, okay. Then I'm not saying anything, man. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, we're back, guys, and we're back every single time, Timmy. So Thanks, that was episode 25. Mm-hmm. All right, happy and anniversary. Ants in your pants. <laughs> Ants in your pants. <laughs> the multiverse of Joe's two minute turn ons. P- uh, P- Poon King. Poon King. <laughs> Episode 25. Timmy Herpy. Poon King. Poon King. And if you want Edit more Jonathan Majors, <laughs> check out Lovecraft Country and The Heart of They Fall. Yeah. And Creed cool. 1 and 2. Oh, I was going to see. I'm sorry. Not Creed 1 and 2. Scratch those. It's Creed right. 3, which is coming out this year. All right, guys. This is Joe President saying I love you and so long. Raw out. Joe President. Bye, guys. We back.